Hello, everyone. I'm Trent Luce. Welcome to another edition of Jay Truett laughing at my untimely little comments <laughs> that he was in a totally different place than I am. We gather every day at this time and we discuss the issues between rural and urban America. It's a Tuesday, the across the pond version, meaning Andrew Henderson sits in the middle trying to tell me that he sent something that I haven't gotten. And Jay Truett joining us from Southwest Missouri. Yep. <laughs> So the Welcome. moral of that story, Andrew, which you won't understand, is you're going to have to show me you sent that to me. <laughs> yeah. I think actually it would be easiest, Andrew, if you would just take your phone, get on a plane, fly to Omaha, no. and then drive west until you get through uh, oh. Trent's house, and you can just show it to him then. Oh, be oh wait a minute. I'd like to do that. I'd like to do that. You know, this USA off limits. <laughs> yep. There's just one bit of a problem. People from the USA – right at this moment are allowed to fly into the UK with a full mm-hmm. plane, which is actually, actually happening to Manchester airport at the moment. The only problem is Beijing Biden won't let anybody leave. Who's British to come and see you. Mm-hmm. That's how we're going to get rid of all these Afghan refugees that are coming through. <laughs> that we're just going to reroute them right straight back to the UK. <laughs> now, at least you well, at least you've still got your sense of humor anyway. Um, uh, uh, no, he's not kidding. I know he's not. That's what <laughs> no, yeah. No, it's, uh, it's exactly our plan. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't think well, we have a plan, it's good Jay. To, it's I'm good just to saying. That you've got some, it's good to know you've got some <laughs> we, plans. We yeah. don't have a plan. Do not lie to people. That's fake news. There's no plan. Seriously, Andrew, along those lines, who who would fly from anywhere to anywhere right now? Why would you do that? Well, uh, well, I, I don't know, but I know some people that went to Mexico recently. Well, how about you, Jeff? I don't know why you would do that either, but I did it. Yeah. But I'm just saying, <laughs> why would you fly from one country to another right now? Why would you do it? Well, I, well, uh, so, I, I would, for example. Jay first. Jay first. No, for, for example, I'm one of those people that lives in another country uh, for the time being, right? And so. Um, but Texas I did get... does not annex itself out of the United <laughs> States yet. Quit telling us that. <laughs> but we, uh, uh, so we were we were preparing to to go. My wife was preparing to go back to uh, Puerto Rico and and move a bunch of items back and forth between the two locations. And uh, lo and behold, we got the little notification that Puerto Rico was uh, considered high risk travel, and they don't really recommend people to fly fly into that particular region so um but by the same token you can't hardly book a seat on a plane i mean wow literally it's uh it's jam-packed so yeah it's kind of some it's kind of funny how everybody we have so many people that just buy into every narrative that goes along and then at the same time so many people just ignore Uh, the advice uh, they supposedly uh, got can I okay, come in can I come in now? Well, as soon as I clarify my, as soon as I clarify my, yeah, statement, no, yeah, no, you shouldn't. I my, don't want you to clarify. My, my reluctance in travel from country to country has zero, zero to do with COVID. Yeah, I know. Oh yeah, and no, everything to do too, with political games being played to keep people where they currently are, called yeah. confinement. All right, Andrew. Ah, there you go. Because if I could get on a plane right now and come and see you and discuss, um what we can do with the corn, the massive corn harvest that you've got to help feed the world. I think I would come because I'm getting very concerned about what, what we know in the Western world as force majeure, where 
I, I'm worried about animals being fed through this winter and then the population being fed as a result of it. I'm actually very worried about it. And actually, I think it is time that people involved in agriculture did get across the world to sort these problems out because I actually think the deep state governments are causing this problem. There, there's no doubt about that. But mm. There's no news in that. Well, there is, is news there? in that. Where? Just because you've woken up, you have to. You have this amazing ability to believe everybody else must be the same as you. They're not. They haven't woken up, Trent. Uh, I, I know, but you're like on this program stating the obvious that we, we talk about every single week, that this is all a deep state contrived issue to control. So I don't know where the news is. Well, the news is that people have to get off their backsides and do something about it. And that's why I'm saying if I could get on a plane, I would. And Paul Henderson says we'll fill your suitcase with yeah. corn. Thank you for coming. <laughs> and by I the way, maybe those aren't roasting ears. Hey, you can always rely on a farmer to give you something that's absolutely worthless. But there you go. No, I think I think that's actually we've just solved the export uh uh, export crisis that we may see coming in the future is that every one, every suitcase that goes through every airport in the Midwest will just finish filling it up to the full max weight, whatever that is, with corn. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> and and we can said, we can. Oh, you're just short of a bushel here, folks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> some some poor little old lady with a with a bag dragging it through the airport. <laughs> Here's a little thing. How, how, how much, how much, you know, the, um, whatever it was, 21,000 people that were evacuated from Afghanistan via the American army, you know, the 21,000, no, sorry, the 121,000 uh -huh. of which only 5,000 were Americans. What would you like to bet that quite a few of those, those Afghanis, Afghanis might, might well have had quite a lot of opium on them? Right. That's why we brought them. What the heck? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> we don't you want know? free loaders. No, I, you know, this, <laughs> they, that's the only way they're going to earn their keep for the first few months. I think that, listen, this, this whole, uh, we haven't, I haven't had a chance to talk with you guys about this whole thing much, but I will tell you, it's been an interesting dynamic from what I do, right? Where I communicate with people in DC and, and people are that normally sit around punching on keyboards and, and uh, following Twitter accounts, et cetera, et cetera. I don't think I've ever seen anything shut people up like the last 10 days of foreign policy expertise exhibited by the White House. Um, and, and in some cases on both sides of the aisle, obviously it has infuriated a lot of people. I know you guys have kind of covered that dirt, but uh, it, <laughs> right? Yeah, Andrew's still checking his watch. Uh, oh, he's every, making uh, fun of Biden at the. No, I know. You know I know. Literally yeah. every uh, every casket <laughs> that goes by, he thinks he has. Apparently, it's on uh, the front page of Time magazine. <laughs> it's amazing. But nice it, you can, you can. What, what we just did, and and I'm not meaning to change the subject matter here, but I think it is imperative that people actually uh, understand also, though, how they need to. Uh, uh, this is a this is a juggling. Act, right. And mm -hmm. there's more than one thing going on at a time. We just passed a budget that is a rough draft of how we're going to spend three and a half trillion dollars of which one point seven five trillion of that we didn't have. Um, 
and included in the budget are the instructions for reconciliation that make it easy for them to actually the rules for reconciliation, which makes it really easy for them to pass uh, all of this stuff in the same way that we passed Obamacare the last time. And it is a, it, it makes it really difficult to stop to stop this train from moving down the road inside the United States from an economic standpoint. It's uh, it's going to be a mess. And have you read all 2,700 pages on what waste is contained in that? Yeah, I'm about 1,100 pages into it. It's swill. I mean, uh, the, really, it's the only way to describe well, it. Swell or swill? Swell swill. Or swill. Swill. Yeah. It's, As in pig it's swill? horrific. Pig, pig swill. swill. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Slop. We, we, we kind of took basically what we did was we took every uh, – uh, every kind of lame idea that normally would have laughed at and would have been late night TV fodder. And, and we took at least part of it and inserted it into this package. Um, <clears throat> it's a free for all for trying to push money into state programs that become permanent long-term mandates. Uh, it sets us up to, uh, uh, to do a whole multitude of things in social um I don't know. You could call it social welfare programs, but it, it, we're real quickly crossing that bridge into social engineering programs. And it is just, uh, uh, again, it's swill. Uh, and I, you um, know, normally I'm pretty polite about the way legislation gets put together. Uh, might call it good or bad. I don't think I've seen anything like this in a long, long time. It looks like it was put together with a blender. Uh, when mm -hmm. you look at it, the categories don't even really matter. <laughs> and, and, uh, you, you even, we look at for people that are involved in agriculture. So, you know, uh, I mean, let's talk about the rural America perspective of this. There uh, let's start by talking about the rural America perspective of this when we come back in the mm -hmm. second segment of the journey. Right now, I have to remind you that Lone Creek Cattle Company is still out there beating the bushes, working with Great Plains cattlemen to cr come up with a program that rewards the producer aptly for what is produced, and that aptly is $180 over market price. It is coming up on the fall of the year, so people, cattlemen all across the Great Plains are getting ready to get that check. Wean those calves, put them on feed, get them ready to roll. Six weeks later, boom, you got a check for whatever market price is, plus $180. It's all part of the certified Piedmontese system. Get full details at LoneCreekCattleCo.com. Talk to Marlon Will back with the second leg of the journey, and what's up for rural America in this wasteful Swill package. Welcome back. We're all route. Trent Lewis alongside Dotting Thomas, <laughs> otherwise known as Andrew Henderson. He doesn't think I can do math by hand. And Jay uh, Truitt, who's about to tell us of the swill, which Rebecca Cunningham has read 500 pages of this document. She said swill is the nicest word you could come up with. All right, Jay, yeah. you started to talk about in rural America, this means... Well, so part part of what part of what we've kind of counted on in the past is that we uh, we create these expectations for how things are going to be funded in the future, et cetera, et cetera, and and so budgets don't don't really break down all the details of how the money's going to get spent. Uh, they typically kind of just allocate big big chunks of money. What did happen inside this budget, though, and let's just look at rural America. We we do see some funds that are going to go to um, uh, that are allocated out to 
various infrastructure projects and some broadband access in rural America, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, some roads and bridges. Uh, if you take away what they did to basically reimburse the money that they'd stolen from the highway trust fund, uh, which we all know is supposed to pay for the highways anyway, <clears throat> and you go back and you actually look at what we really did out of the entire thing, which remember this was initially touted as an infrastructure package to Correct. support some big new, uh, infrastructure push inside the United States. There is virtually, there's virtually none. Uh, uh, we're talking about like a couple hundred billion dollars or so total, um, that's going to be, uh, tied up in all of these random projects. And so everybody in rural America, uh, might think that they're going to get, uh, a high speed internet like their, their city cousins, uh, at some point. And some people will, um, but, well, but not, not very many. It's gonna are be you saying you want, I, I don't want 5G out here in the country. Now, I'm just talking about like simple broadband, period. Yeah. Right. I mean, I cable access type broadband. Um, now th- this is, oh, the, this oh, is Andrew's the, got a, Andrew's got okay. a question, Jay. Well, he did have a question. He froze okay, up. Start, he froze up you, on his you locked up. Say that again. Has it been passed by the Senate or has it only just gone through the House? Uh, it, it's got to come back to the Senate because the House just assigned it its number. Um, but it came, it came from the Senate in the first place. So, um, I, we're going to be fine. I, they're, they're going to fly through it. I'm almost confident that they will at this point. We're going to be fine. What does that mean? You act like you wanted it to pass. No, 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 no. From a process standpoint, they're going to fly through it and, and yeah. it's going to move on. The, the next vote for us that, that we have to kind of panic about, uh, and it's, it's, and maybe we can work. You can, you should call your Senate's office and, and complain about what's going on with the budget, uh, vote. But the reality is, is that you probably look, we need to look ahead and try to get ahead of this whole, uh, freight train and stop the debt increase limits and, and, and those kinds of conversations and the reconciliation vote that's going to come later because in, so let me, let me put the two together. This is why I'm saying I don't worry about one thing. I worry about what happens in the second round of this a lot more. And, and, and again, we already passed the instructions to do reconciliation inside this bill, which is, uh, um, maybe it's a parliamentarian's trick, uh, to be able to set the rules of the game in advance for a discussion that we'll do in the middle of the night sometime. Uh, and again, it's exactly what we did with the Obamacare package when they really didn't have the votes to pass that either. Uh, everyone thought. And then lo and behold, bingo, uh, it gets passed at, at 1130 at night with all new language. We, we increased, and, but- well, we took, we took 60 or 70% of the budget that goes, that's allocated for all these programs across all of rural America. And that's everything from the forest service to, um, uh, farm programs to whatever you want to be involved in, right? Um, 60 or 70%, depending on how you, how you want to calculate those numbers goes into nutrition programs, um, and, and food feeding programs, SNAP, whatever you want to call them, welfare programs, food welfare programs. And, uh, we increased the cost of those by 25%. And we didn't increase the budget allocation really 
for USDA anywhere remotely close to that. And so all that money, the, the mandatory spending side of it, incre- the cost of the mandatory spending increased by 25% uh, almost across the board in those nutrition programs. <coughs> Excuse me. And yet there's not, uh, there's not any additional allocation. So all, the, all of those other programs that take place, and that includes meat inspection, it includes um, um, the, the fees that people have to pay, um, to, to get livestock exported or products exported. Uh, if you want to actually start selling products and you want to get labels approved, et cetera, et cetera, everything else involved is going to have to compensate for that 25% increase. And, um, it's going to come out of people's hide. We're going to see, um, we're going to see programs dramatically cut. And and to explain, I, it, for the life of me, even if I try to follow the left logic, right, on wildfires and how we should be managing forest forest areas in the United States, uh, we've had the whole West has been on fire, um, and we we've talked about why, but the whole West has been on fire, and so our option looks like it's going to be to cut the Forest Service, but and yeah. uh, uh, hold on, yeah. Andrew. Well, you were trying to get to get in there. Well, I'm 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 listening to what's being said, but I'm also seeing it reported today that over a hundred House um, delegates in the U.S. uh, House are are saying GOP. I get it's GOP are saying that they're going to put a vote in to not increase the debt ceiling, and that um, there are there are Democrats within the Senate that will support that. So. this bill is dead if that's the case because there's nobody going to lend you any money. Um, so if that was the case and you couldn't raise the debt ceiling, then it wouldn't go through. But it sounds like you're saying, Jay, that it is going to go through, and that's the end of it. What I, what I'm what I'm suggesting is is that inside the budget package, when the House passed it and they sent it from the Rules Committee to the floor, they included yeah. the workaround that allows them to get past that, mm-hmm. and so. They, they'll be able to claim that they save money in one program or another, uh, and that they'll be able to claim this, that, or the other, and they'll, they'll pass it anyway. It'll, it'll become law anyway, and then we'll deal with the budget consequences become secondary. Speaking um, of, of those FSIS now. inspections, Jay, mm-hmm. uh, today I am going to be talking to an owner of a butcher shop mid-sized butcher shop in Golden City, Missouri, just down the road from you. Uh-huh. Yeah. I was FSIS, just there the other day. Yeah, FSIS is in there. I've read the letter. This is not something that I've read the letter itself. They have told if this butcher shop, either employees will be masked up or we will pull your license. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Pull your inspection. So you won't be able to have a USDA inspection. Wow. They'll remove the USDA label from the products that they produce. I don't even know. Um, I, I almost don't know what to say. It doesn't have, I know. I mean, co- number one, let's just assume that the China virus, um, was what that was really all about. Um, it's not transmissible in that form anyway. And so not I'm not food. sure. I guess they just didn't want their employee, their FSIS paid inspectors to be exposed or what 
I mean, did it give I, another I, reason? I, no, and I I can share wow. the letter, but um, the other yeah. part anybody, of it is, uh, look, guys, does anybody need a reason to talk absolute rubbish these days? Yeah, that's I a mean, true story. You don't need reasons, do, do you? But but the other part of it is, it's it's not that common that you would have one inspector or one region within FSIS that would do something. Usually they take some government mandate from USDA and bring it across the board. This sounds like a rogue FSR USDA inspector that's telling them they, I I read the letter, but I also think that it's a sign of things to come. Yeah, absolutely. So to that point, there's no doubt, right? If I, we talked about this months ago that, this becomes the leverage that people start working on. Um, um, I've spent I've spent a bunch of time in the last few few days in a government in a federal government facility, and um, wow, it's uh, it's kind of interesting how they kind of impose a rule, and then like about a third of the people really don't follow it, but they impose mm-hmm. right. I mean, it's it literally is they just want to see that you have a mask and they can make you do something in order to. Uh, turn around and maybe half the people there are not wearing it properly. Another quarter are have it way improperly worn, and virtually none of the masks in the facility are uh, are, are going to protect anybody from anything. If there was anything to be protected from, and so it's just bizarre, right? It, Once again, the bizarre comes to a head, and we are halfway through the journey. Protect the harvest, which has an event coming up right in Jay's backyard. By the way, the Boot Daddy event. We'll get more details about yeah. that. But on the ground, every single day, Protect the Harvest is working at networking you with people that can help you. Because one other thing that Jay didn't talk about is there's a ton of money going to animal rights organizations in this infrastructure bill. And nobody leads the charge better than Protect the Harvest and helping you get through all of that. Details at protecttheharvest.com. Second half of Rural Route just ahead. Welcome back. Rural Route, Trent Luce alongside Jay Truitt, Andrew Henderson in the middle. Can I just inject another another news story into this conversation? Sure. Do you mind if I do that? Justin, I've got to say this because I'm, I'm read, I've read it. And I can't believe what I'm reading. Honolulu's mayor has announced vaccine segregation system effective from September the 13th. OHA residents, if they want to participate in society, they will be forced to take an experimental mRNA gene therapy every five months into perpetuity. This comes after the CC... What? Did you just say they have to take it every... Hey, take a jab every five yeah. months? Into perpetuity, yeah. This comes after the CDC director said that the vaccine does not stop infection or transmission, and the CDC's own data shows that the mRNA experiment has killed more people than all other vaccines combined over the last 30 years. In Hawaii, which has, get this, 600 deaths per influenza season, there have been 589 deaths in total, from COVID-19 over the past 17 months, with 39 of those deaths, uh, um, those under 50, and zero deaths in those under, under the age of 18. 9% of these have come with an average of four comorbid- comorbidities, according to the CCD- CDC. What? Governor David 
LG, I think it's LGE, announced a successful vaccination program on July the 30th after 60% of residents were vaccinated. One month later, so this is August, this is the month we've just finished, the daily cases in Hawaii are 351% higher than the previous all-time high in 2020. This is becoming a complete farce. A complete and utter farce. I I just ask a simple question. When are people going to look at the data and see that as the number of people who are jabbed increases, there is a parallel to the increased positive test? It's not rocket science, folks. Just look at the basic data. They are giving you the problem. You're discussing the closure of, let's just look at what we're talking about here. The closure, in reality, of grain distribution, meat mm-hmm. distribution, mm-hmm. milk distribution. And, you know, we're all discussing it. And we know it makes absolutely no sense. And we know that there's no science behind it. And yet the three of us are pampering to it by talking about it. It's just absolute bovine, yeah. fetal, whatever matter it is, isn't it? Fe- it's fecal, fetal, fecal matter. Fecal matter. Yeah, you are fecal right. Fecal matter. We're giving it legs by talking about it. It's just nonsense. It's nonsense. We are living in Alice in Wonderland. A fairy tale. I, I you know what? I mean, even uh, I got to be honest with you. So I haven't I haven't done the math on the numbers in the last two or three weeks, probably. Um but I think every single one of those ratios, I, I was looking at a bunch of states and Hawaii was one that would trip my numbers once in a while. I think all those facts are actually just incorrect in the first place. And, and that's with just using the CDC numbers that are publicly available. Uh, but I mean, far be it from me to hold a, a, a political person accountable for stating facts instead of just making up <laughs> random crap so that it can support their narrative. Right. But if, uh, I mean, people, one of the interesting things that a lot of, a lot of you all that are, that are listening or watching, um, one of the things you should do is go to the CDC web page and mm-hmm. look at their own data tracking breakdown number and go, you got to scroll way down to the bottom, but you'll actually find where, They've started trying to break it down between people that actually had pneumonia that may have been a, a called something else and people that may have had the flu and it was called something else. And then the people that they can't really assign to anything else. And so we those those are just all being tracked as as covid deaths. Well, steel posts coming out about- of your chest. They don't have a category for that. So let's just call that right. covid. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, because yeah. It, Germany's just announced that. Um, They've gone back to look, look at all the details and they, they can only pinpoint less than 20% of all the deaths as actually being COVID. Less than 20% yeah. of those that were recorded as COVID are actually COVID. Mm-hmm. And yet people still don't get it. And it's really starting to, it, well, you can see it's upsetting me now because we're going to ruin the whole world here. Yeah. We're going to ruin everybody's livelihood. Um, it's going to, it's going to, it's going to cause millions of people to. 
Well, clearly, um, Bill Gates and his cronies are winning here. As far as I can see, they're winning. Looking back, we can now see why they had to go all out to make sure that Trump was not reelected. Yes, it was worth. I, I yeah. agree with that. For them, it was worth and driving has, a car. Why has Canada bought? Yeah, but why has Canada bought two hundred and ninety-three million doses of vaccine? Have they got people we don't know about? Yeah, I don't know the answer to that, but I'll find out. But it's possible that they're just looking at nonstop booster shots into perpetuity, just as you described mm-hmm. uh, in other places. I I mean, I, I don't know. Uh, last week, we talked a little bit about the studies that have been ignored out of both the UK and India and some other places where literally you have hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people that are involved in studies talking about therapeutics and other things. I, I, again, I think with the the train left the reality track now several months ago, uh, maybe like a couple of years ago almost now, because um, it, it's going to be a two year anniversary here pretty soon from when all of this very first started, and um, mm-hmm. and so it, you, you almost can't have a conversation about anything that might be real when there's when it's all based on on um, on some sort of a false play. It's not as though we do, you can't argue that a particular virus has been detected and we know what that virus actually does. A lot of people have been studying this, this silly family of viruses for, for decades. There's nothing new actually about all of that aspect of it. It's almost everything after that that you can find serious credible evidence that, that kind of challenges it. And it, it has undermined um, to the point you made, I think, which is the point, it undermined uh, even the even the most adamant government supporter. It, adam, it it has to undermine everyone's faith in every government. So I, I want to come back to the greatest point Andrew has made, not only today but in quite some time. And it wasn't here; it was on across the pond. If, if you understand vaccines, immunization, and science. If you truly got your vaccination and you truly believed that it was the end-all, be-all to protect you, you would have no risk whatsoever hanging with people that had not been vaccinated. If I vaccinate a set of pigs, which, by the way, yesterday I had a situation where poor management, call it that, I, I, I was short on some vaccine. I vaccinated a set of pigs for circle virus, and I had one pin that didn't have it. Those are pigs that are at risk, not the pigs I gave the vaccine to. If in true, if in fact it was a true vaccine that worked that way, that's just basic common sense, and that's not anything close to what we're getting out of it. And Andrew made that point so succinctly and much quicker than I did. In fact, I get the annual flu jab, right? I don't sit there thinking, oh, "I wonder if that guy over there has had the flu jab because um, you know he's a threat to me." Right? They've actually got. They've got the population thinking in a way that nobody. You know, if you went and got a yellow fever jab jab to go to Africa or um, took malaria tablets or whatever it was. I can't remember anybody thinking, oh, I've had yellow fever. I wonder if he's had yellow fever. I wonder if he's a threat to me. They've actually got you believing that people who don't vaccinate are a threat to you. It's incredible the power that the media has put on this. That The media has lied so openly and obviously and people have swallowed it in a way that is it's making me it's revolting 
because mm-hmm. it's going to cause people to die. Yeah, absolutely is. shocking. And yeah, yeah. You know, and, and by the way, Trent Thorne and my conversation with him from Australia last night, he also illustrated that they're now starting to see the toll on people who are not going to the hospital, not seeking proper mental health assistance, not mm-hmm. seeking proper uh, just regular checkups for cancer. And they're starting to see the toll on other diseases and impacts of p- affecting people because they're living in a state of fear. Well, hey, guy, you know, I go and see my mum every fortnight. And I know, um, you know, that, Jay, that you're looking looking after your family at the moment. I go and see my mum. It's got to the point where I think she's got so detached from everyday life that she's that they're ringing me up saying your mum's a bit of a problem. She's coming to see her too often. And it's making her excited. And she's from the minute you leave to the next time you come a fortnight later, she's asking questions. When's he coming? When's he coming? And, and, and I'm and the same with my sister. It's not just me. And what's really worrying me about that is that they've become institutionalized because of this. Yeah. And yeah. And, 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 and they, they have no time to use their brains and, and, and develop thought processes of things that are happening in the family, etc. And, you know, these care workers that are between me and my mother, they're actually a barrier. And although they don't realize it, they've been, they've been, they create a barrier, like hospital staff create a barrier. There's all these barriers been created by these criminals, thank, frankly, uh, with this pandemic. It is a criminal act we are seeing played out. And the majority, do you know what the thing is? No, no, you can tell me what's very clever when we come back with the last segment of Roll Route on this Tuesday. Certified Piedmontese is in your future. It should be if you're a cattleman in the Great Plains of America. Andrew eating lunch while we're having a discussion, but Marlon Will has details about certified Piedmontese for lunch. And we'll pay for your lunch as well if you're a cattleman. LongCreekCattleCo.com, last segment of Roll Route after this. Before we continue on, I want to remind you that Karen Staley did write and produce four songs for the Arise USA tour. One of those obviously touches me extremely closely. It is about Save the Cowboy, God Save the Cowboy Everywhere. There are four in total, and Karen has made those available on one CD for $20. The vaccine song, Jolene. You want to hear that one. And the Arise USA tune is absolutely imperative. Now that we have heard of the passing of Robert David Steele, the visionary, the person who absolutely made this possible, in some way you can continue his spirits by getting a hold of Karen and purchasing for a mere $20 these four songs on one CD. A portion of all the proceeds go to the causes that generated the song it's not just about karen it's about making a difference but you need the songs karenstaley.com enjoy welcome back roll route trent loose alongside jay truett andrew henderson all right, we'll get to Macy Sawyer's comment in a moment, but I did interrupt Andrew. I gotta let him finish. I don't want him whining. Saying, well, Trent never lets me talk. What's re- what's really funny about it is that when you talk to people locally, it's oh, don't be daft. I know a friend of a friend of a friend of a friend who tells me that everything's fine, and that Bush Telegraph is the the thing that keeps those that have taken the jab sane. 
because they don't want to look at the news because they're frightened to see that it might actually tell them that the jab they've yeah. taken is not the right thing to have done. So mm-hmm. they're on some form of Bush Telegraph, some you know social media that that doesn't tell them the truth, tells them what they want to hear. Mm-hmm. And and then on social media media we have all these facts check- checkers that we know are telling lies. It's incredibly strong how the 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 deep state and the the, the whole great reset action has come together. This has been planned for years. How could a president ever get away with leaving his, taking his troops out and leaving his people and all his weapons in a country and actually get away with that and for people to believe that it actually was planned? Right. <laughs> uh, couldn't there, this stuff. No, there's no explanation for that, right? I mean, no, uh, uh, there just isn't. I, I do think the most important, maybe the imp- most important little nugget inside what you just said was that, uh, we, somebody finally successfully figured out a way to take most of the free people of the world and, um, institutionalize them, um, in, in a, in a fashion uh, that turn them into like a government m- mindset. And, this is not to be a criticism, but we've all dealt with bureaucrats in the past that can't think outside whatever the box, the page in front of them says. And just back to Chris, uh, the, the, the story, uh, in the, that we talked about earlier about the FSIS inspector that ends up writing a letter to some packing plant, um, in, uh, in far out rural Missouri that probably, I don't know how many employees they have, but, uh, at best, maybe six or seven, probably full-time employees in the back. Uh, and lo and behold, um, that person saw a CDC piece of paper, and so he gospel to him uh, or her, and yeah. they can't get around it. I mean, uh, they can't. They can't uh, think uh, otherwise. I was just going to add, Jay, that you said they may have six or seven employees, probably need twelve, but yeah. they can only find six or seven. <laughs> six. That'll actually Current, work. That'll but, actually show yeah. up to work. And now FSIS is telling them you got to make it more cumbersome for people to come and work here and not let them make decisions for their personal health. But we're going to tell you what to do. Sure. Right. And the reality is, but, is that FS, that FSIS inspector probably only has interactions with maybe, maybe one or two people in the plant period. And, and at the end of the day, the whole reason they're there is to keep a, to keep salmonella, campylobacter and, and right. uh and other related kinds of uh items out of the food system it has nothing to do with any of this anyway but now we've but again we've institutionalized and again to the point that you've made i think we're beginning to institutionalize everyday people to the extent that they think just like those government employees uh, which is not very well they're very, really bright people that just lose their ability to 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 rationalize um, real thought and uh, it's a sad thing um, w- we obviously have some people that are the exception to the rule I know I know some uh, I talk to some on a regular basis but boy they are the odd man out in the system and now we're doing uh-huh. that in society in general okay time out hold on Andrew Daryl Lease from North Dakota who owns part of a packing plant, a small plant, regional plant in North Dakota said FSIS will pull the inspectors. We received the same notice in our, his facility in North Dakota. So it is not a random case. 
So everybody got some little letter from CDC. Yeah. Uh, they got sent out and they got told that they have to meet the CDC guidelines, whatever those turn out to be, and that their their people can't be exposed to it. Uh, and and I, Jay, I'm not even for sure, sure where we begin here. The, you know the the document that you you're reading through at the moment. Am I not mm-hmm. right in saying that there's something within that bill as well about um, is it in that bill or something else about the fact that um. You're, you're going to have to be vaccinated to fly on a pl- an internal plane in America, an internal flight. Have you heard that latest one that you're not allowed to go from state to state within the United States on a flight if you're not vaccinated? Have you heard that? that that's gone through. Um, that's already gone through the House. Um, so I didn't see it in the budget bill that I'm drafting. There is some allocation for funding that would support airlines that carry out the government mandate. Uh, yeah, well, I, I, I haven't read the bill. Jay's read half of the bill. But the bill pretty much is a funding bill. It's not mm-hmm. a restriction bill. So it's telling people where they're going to go, put, as Jay said earlier, where they're going to go put more money in more government programs. Then the regulations will be built from that. This is pretty much just an allocation of where all this obese money is going. Correct? Right. Correct. It, it, what I'm trying to say is that if you... If you get if, if these things that are being said are true, and you know the, the Honolulu one that I've just mentioned is true, it's actually been published. And um, if if all of a sudden people can't fly to do business in, internally in the USA, so they have to drive, <coughs> you're just on purpose doing what you did in Afghanistan, which is you're killing your economy. You're just doing uh, it on purpose. I don't agree with that. It costs. I'm driving to Maryland this weekend. Yeah, for untold reasons, and uh, it's going to cost me more to drive than to fly. I'm going to promote the economy more because I'll spend more in fuel than it would have taken to 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 buy a plane ticket. So I don't buy that argument. You're 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 misunderstanding actual. You're 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 misunderstanding actual cost from opportunity cost because if you can't. If somebody's in in um, in California and they want to trade with somebody in um, Rhode mm-hmm. Island, um, mm-hmm. driving to Rhode Island is not a good way to do business. If you have to do it, if you could do it on a plane, is it? From a time perspective and a cost perspective, uh, what about? I, I think me doing business on a plane, the days are over. Okay, by my uh, choice, I, I think. It, <coughs> Uh, it, well, that might be your choice, but I'm trying to explain to you that commerce is all about communication. And it uh, certainly you can get to places quicker to make decisions quicker if you can fly rather than use a vehicle. And by the way, if everybody goes on the roads, that trip that you love to take at the moment might seem a whole lot more congested if all those people have to drive everywhere. No, it will not, Andrew, at all. It'll be the least congested trip I ever had because they're all going to be sitting along the side in their golf cart that ran out of electricity while me and my <laughs> diesel 350 pickup are going to fly right by them at 82 miles an hour. Yeah. Well, assuming <laughs> assuming there's any gas for you to buy to put in it. I'm going to stock up. Assuming there's any gas. <laughs> yeah. Although, knowing Trent, he'll have found some chip oil, that he, uh, some French fry oil that he can convert his car to take. That right. does work. That, way. that works. I know it does. Yeah. I know it doesn't. So Trent, Trent, Trent's going to be on the sideline somewhere, uh, creating his own uh, his own biodiesel um, at a at a roadside park somewhere. But then 
he drives the other thousand miles and he's good to go. Yeah. I <laughs> listen, I I mean, I think I think there's two things. I just make this comment. I'm one of those people that does that that over the last uh several years has flown a lot and almost and sometimes was weekly commuting back and forth <laughs> into DC uh and back and forth between Dallas places and outside the country. I find it amazing what I consider to be the the really small small percentage of people that appear to be traveling for business today. I think most of it is people that are traveling out of convenience. And it'll be interesting to see what happens. I do I kind of agree with your point, Andrew, that it does affect uh, affect our economy in the big scheme of things. Well I'm have not twenty percent less people on trip well, how many people in the U.S. are not vaccinated? Well, well, we so know. wait, though. So let's. We don't I mean, know. let's uh, let us kind of back up. I mean, how many companies in the U.S. over the last year or so have effectively banned all business travel anyway? It's a pretty mm, high true. percentage. That's that's. But this is post. Uh, this is during the pandemic. There's going to be a the, at some stage there will be a post pandemic. I think. Um, no, there won't. Anyway, no, no, Jay, no, your, won't. your swimming's going to improve dramatically. This is this is normal. Well, I actually, I mean, I I kind of agree. I mean, it's kind of pessimistic, but I really don't think we have a post-pandemic. Not anytime, <laughs> well, not anytime soon. I mean, I no, I, I agree. I'm talking about maybe at least three years. We have to get past another election um, that otherwise would cost the House fifty seats. Um. Um, last which, week should cause which will be canceled panic. because of the virus and the variant. Yeah, and so yeah. there won't be any more elections, mate. You're a communist country. If this all carries on, you'll have no say in anything. Okay, except oh, I'm not disagreeing with you, Andrew. But you have to look around the world. There is no difference. You have the same situation. We just talked about Australia. The same situation. Argentina has yeah. been locked down. You can't leave your house for 230 days. It's a global effort. That's why people need to stand up and say no more. Yeah, but you're right. But you are right. But Trent, the last time the world was on the precipice was in 1942, uh, sorry, 1940, when the leaders of the free world, the, the nation that brought democracy to the world, decided to sort the job out mm-hmm. in, the, in World War II. Sadly, this time, um, it may well be that you created World War Three with uh, the fact that you allowed your election to be stolen with internal and external nefarious mm. actions. Um, <clears throat> but we are relying on you to put it right, Trent. Yeah. We will I get agree. help in every way we can. Yeah. I've told you all I along we, we will, will get it right. When it's right when the time is right. We may well, we may end up uh, we may end up drawing some new lines in the world as well at some point. And uh, I'm one of those people that refuse to accept that for a long time. But I, I do think probably at some point in the future, we do redraw some lines. But I do think that I also think that there will be pockets of liberty and freedom that'll, mm. that will rise from the ashes, whatever it happens to be. And that well, will that, be that's a positive note to end. That will be the last word of the day from Jay Truett as we issue thoughts and prayers for his family in this trying time in the Truett household. 
For Andrew Henderson, yep. Jay Truett, Trent Luce, all three of us remind you that all roads do lead to a roll route. One more time, details about the certified Piedmontese system. Using the Piedmontese sires from Lone Creek on your cows can be found, and details that you need are from Marlin Will. Find Marlin at LoneCreekCattleCo.com. Have a fantastic Tuesday. See you tomorrow.